Welcome back to another episode of The Drink. I am your host, Mishy. And today, y'all, I have another musician. I've been hitting it with the musicians lately. There's a lot of musicians on this podcast, but I love music. We all love music. I have Wax the producer here, y'all. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited because <laughs> as you guys, if you listen to the Keys Open Doors uh, podcast episode, which you should, I connected with Wax the producer through Silas or Keys Open Doors. So, yes, that's what's yeah. up. Uh, Wax, <laughs> we call him Wax, where I call him Wax. Do you want to say what your your actual name is, or are you just gonna be like I'm Wax? I don't know. You call me Wax, Wax the producer. You know, Master Broshi. Oh <laughs> Wax yeah, Master Broshi. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, tell us who you are. Tell us about your music. Just tell us who, what what you do. What what's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Well, first of all, I want to say appreciate you for having me having me, Mishi. Um, you know, it's it's always dope watching you because you were real active on the on the socials and stuff like that. So it's real. It's always dope watching. And you know, from when I first met you, seeing the ascension of how you kind of built your platform is pretty dope. Um, but anyways, I go by. So I just want to give you that, give them props you. as they, they give you your flowers. Um, but I go by Wax the producer. I'm a songwriter, producer, um, beat maker sometimes, um, singer rapper all around artists just depending i like making music you know all around artists just depend on um what hat i gotta wear that day okay and yeah like like she said me and uh me and michi got connected through keys open doors if you know him by that or silas Mm -hmm. and yeah we never like really met per se this is our first time this is our first like face-to-face conversation so shout out to uh technology because what's even funnier is it's not (laughs) face-to-face but you know yeah, yeah but that's, that's the dope that's the dope part about technology is that so it's like yeah but that's that's who i am why is that's what's up so tell us tell us how you got into music has music just always been just ingrained in you did you learn to love music uh just what does that journey look like for you oh uh for me personally i i kind of always been around it um, my mom sings. That's my earliest memories of music. Just really start with my mom. She sings, and then obviously she would always play her kind of music around the house, which would be like jazz, Billie Holiday stuff like that back in the day, or you know, kind of, uh, I guess older school R and B, kind of like that early Christian stuff. But amongst, uh, beside from that, I was pretty much raised in church around music and stuff like that. That's where I met Keys Open Doors. Oh, and I know. Yeah, we go, we go like, we go way back, like, <laughs> like escrow back. You know what I mean? Wow. Uh, yeah, but uh, I'll say it really started in church. We started writing songs and stuff like that. Um, I would always write in general. Like it's kind of I don't know where it came from, but like when I was young, young, like writing a rap was like, I don't know, it just kind of came naturally. Like it's something you just I just wanted to do, whether it be the inspiration externally, internally. Like, I remember the first hip hop song I heard was the, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but, you know, he's like, don't push me because I'm close. Oh, to yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. So I, I used to listen to that at school on like encyclopedia or something like that. Some, some back before laptops were like a norm in school, we had this co- computer at school and I would go on there and I think there's this thing like encyclopedia where you could go click on something mm-hmm. and the music, long, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy story, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just started when I was young. I'll say around like nine years old and, you know, progressed through the years and kind of turned into what I am now. Wow. So you've it's been like, you've been at this for a while. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, but like, you know, there's always that level of like when you started taking it serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like, if, if, if I say like, oh, I've been making music since I was nine, it's like, if somebody says that, you almost think like, dang, he's a prodigy. But it's like, there was a level of like a lot of growth had to take place. Yeah. Because at nine years old, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to become, you know, we was, it was just fun. It was the fun thing to do for us. It was an outlet. Um, you know, growing up in church, especially I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so you know, the music was always crazy in there. Yeah. Our pastor at the time, back then he wrote his own music so he had original church music oh, wow. going on there's a lot of there's a lot of like inspiration like mm-hmm. that you see in front of you that would you know for me that's what I saw you see it growing up like your pastor is writing all this original music for the church so it was and they would encourage it in church they're encouraging us to like you know kind of have artistic outlets whether it be acting and um like we have plays and stuff like that yeah. and there's just a lot of a lot of uh influence around music but when I started taking it seriously Mm-hmm. I would say, I don't know. There's, I guess, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of history there. But <laughs> in high school is when I tapped into like, I feel like I had my most development in high school because I was doing a lot of performing. I was in like a little rap group or whatever. And throughout all those years, me and me and Keys Open Doors, we was always making songs and stuff like that. But a lot of the growth happened around then, like high school, right after high school, and then like in my, I guess early mid 20s I started taking it seriously and started really developing as an artist and producer all right so so why the name wax the producer <laughs> that's funny <laughs> well it's so funny like the name itself um so the, the the producer got added later right but the wax it literally kind of derived from a word that me and the homies used to say back in the day, we we were playing video games do, or doing playing basketball, doing anything, and it'll be like one of those words like "I got you" or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't know. It's like, like say, say you be somebody a game, you just be like wax, and it sounds <laughs> super dumb, but somehow it developed into I just kind of adopted it as a nickname. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't the first nickname, but I adopted it as a nickname, and I added the producer later to kind of. I guess envelop the whole idea of who I am as an artist because I produce my music, I engineer it. These songs aren't just, you know, I don't like just throw together songs. I like to like actually make a composition of work. So that's the the producer part. Okay. So we we almost like touched on this before we actually started recording, and I was like, save it, save it. You talking about oh <laughs> dropping the excuse me the producer part. Are you are you trying to Even change fully? I well, I might I don't know. It's like at this point of for lack of a better term, my career, quote unquote. Like I feel like my career hasn't really gotten started, started, but I've you know, for lack of a better term, at this point in, in my artistry, I I feel like I've had the name so long that changing it would it just wouldn't be a it wouldn't be real conducive to, you know, further establishing what I am and my brand stuff like I have a I have a whole logo that I like which is my signature and stuff like that and the only my only thought on changing it and this was something I just bounced back and forth with for a few years would be I would change it to my middle name which is Ramon Hmm, okay and I only would change that if I I feel like I would only change it to that is if I dove in like fully into the R&B if I stayed in the four playlist pocket all the time yeah and because the only and i you know another reason is like the only um i don't know any like ramon as an artist besides the ramones like that old group yeah 
but yeah, no. but like I can't think of nobody that's like oh Ramon, like that's some artist out there. So it's equally as applicable as Wax the producer because I'm the only Wax the producer. There's a, there's like another Wax out there, I think, but but Wax the producer. And I feel like Ramon is like definitely giving R and B vibe, like that. Itself. Yeah, it is R and B. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like slick. Like it sounds like somebody wearing like a slick button up with like it's all open, like print style or something like that. That's what I think. I hear that name. No, that, <laughs> I can totally see that. That's so funny though. Yeah. I think I was talking to Saz during his interview, and I said, "No, you used to be. Uh, he used to be uh, Sod S O D T P. So Sod. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And how he said, "Well, S O D is my." initials and he kept playing with us about what the o was so we kept guessing back then on twitter like trying to figure out i remember i remember that that was funny i was just like why don't you just tell him like it's like nah. that was funny so funny but yeah i mean it's really interesting how i mean like you know my brand my brand has my name in it how like our own names end up becoming kind of you have a unique name though like i don't you're the only mishy i'm familiar with like it's not it's not like a name you're just gonna and i feel like it's definitely brandable so it's like kind of running with what you have is important too. I well, am the only one that I know of, but then I've heard mm-hmm. that people who are also named, I'm not named Michelle, but people named Michelle also apparently have been called Mishy before. I've never heard that. Never. I'm, I never that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I feel like I'm the only one, but I feel like you guys, you've definitely created some unique names that are like not easy to forget. Is that what I'm trying to say? Not easily forgettable. Whatever I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I, no, I, easily memorable, I you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate it. Like, like, I guess the whole, you know, at the end of the day when you start, not not the end of the day, but I know initially starting it, which, you know, in retrospect, we all have the answers in retrospect, right? So it's like I would have the, I have the answers now to where initially starting it, I would have branded it more a certain way, X, Y, Z. But that's not what you're, the funny thing about creating a brand initially is it has to start from a genuine place i feel like because like like, as yeah because i mean as i think about it the only reason my lego my lego (laughs) building blocks no the only reason my logo looks dope in my opinion like my little signature and stuff like i have two versions of it but the only reason i think it looks dope to me or i'm really confident and i'm you know i believe in the logo itself is because everything about it started from an original like just it was a fun idea something i was connected to so it's easy it makes it you know i easily believe in it so it's easy to brand something you believe in you know it comes from a genuine place so i think i don't know it's just interesting No, yeah. because you don't think about that stuff you don't think about that stuff when you're starting not me it's like i didn't think about like oh how am i gonna brand this and da, da, da. but looking at it now it's like it's easy for me to figure out ways to brand it because of you know just how, how long i've had it and how i can cultivate my genuine belief in it into like you know different ideas and stuff like that yeah 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 no for sure I um again I've been I feel like I've been talking to all sorts of musicians lately um for the podcast Mm -hmm. uh that's kind of like one of the things that has been brought up is like your brand or like your uniqueness compare in comparison to like I mean obviously there's plenty there's tons of artists tons of musicians but like there's only one you you know what I mean like you are your brand for real. And also too, like you said, the genuineness of it. Like, do you feel like, I know you said that, actually we'll touch on two things. One, you said that you, you know, you said, well, I'll call it my career. Like, how do you feel like 
in your in your artistry right now because you you sound like you're saying like my career hasn't really started yet but I feel like even like hmm, how am I trying to word this question basically like what would set the tone for you feeling like okay my career has officially like begun like the the start uh, or do you feel like well it has but I'm trying to get more trajectory and whatnot I think it's I think that's a good question. I think it's the latter because I, I I know at like face value, it's like, why would you go like this by my career? Like you're already doing it. And I'm already like doing it on a professional level to where, you know, I can do a show and get paid for it. I throw my own show, get paid for it and stuff. You know, I get paid for my services, blah, blah, blah. But um, I guess I said that in respect to like my artistry, like I'm, I believe that my artistry has the, the capacity to, I'm not because I'm not one that's I'm okay with being in the background but I believe as an artist if I really like stuck my foot in it and really was able to be consistent and you know just execute at the level that it takes that the music itself would speak like the the talent the marketability it all would speak so there's I feel like there is another level obviously there's another level for me like that's so I'm like when I get to the level where it's consistent and I'm able to move off that consistency like I can leverage it that's when I feel like, oh, my career is more so started because then I can leverage my consistency for whether it be deals, shows, opportunities. You know, right now I'm still my disadvantage is it's in my hands. So I don't feel like I'm a, in a stuck spots where I can't do anything. I just feel like I, there's things I need to implement to get to myself to where I feel more like, oh, now I'm really executing in my career. Does that make sense? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally makes sense. So. No, yeah, I had, I, I was like, I heard you like kind of brush that off a little, and I was like, he needs to elaborate on what he means <laughs> by that. And also, I apologize beforehand. I can be long winded sometimes. <laughs> no, you good. No, like this is about you. Like you, you're doing most of the talking. I'm just asking questions. So, yes, tell us everything about you for real. Um, <laughs> that's that's dope. I think that's really cool. I mean, like you said, you're already in this mode of where you could get paid for shows, get paid for what you do. I mean, that right there is a big deal. And in fact, that's what we're going to ask, or I was going to ask. Um, when it comes to, you know, music, a lot of people, and not even just musicians, but artists in general, writers, whoever, like, you can, it's easy to take your craft and it not become, it become less of like a fun hobby or something that you really enjoy, more of like a job, more like work, more mm. like you know, now I got to clock in and do this or, you know, and sometimes it can not be enjoyable. How, like, have you ever reached that point? Are you like really trying to stick it out and be like, I never want to reach that point. Or like, how do you feel about, you know, there's a lot of musicians that are out there, but they just do it for the money. Like the money is like a big motivator. What is your, oh, uh, and also like, have you gotten to that point where you're like, I feel like I'm just working and I'm not like enjoying it. Yeah, so that's a good question too. Uh, I would say to so the first part of the question about the, um, you know, the work, the work fun part of it. Mm -hmm. I I have gotten to that point actually just, well, not recent right now, but like like last year specifically. Probably the last couple of years because COVID really messed up my momentum, mm -hmm. and cause, I mean I had shows lined up like out of state shows and stuff like that. Just opportunities were like the momentum was good. Like I had you know there's no telling where that would have went but alas here we are but I did start feeling like dang like 
and there's there's factors that went into it, but it did start feeling like ah, like it's not as fun for me because, you know, I couldn't even at the I know the reason now, but at the time I couldn't really pinpoint like why it wasn't as fun, why I felt kind of discouraged or like even going to make music sometimes I just wasn't as enthusiastic. I mean, I've, there's projects that like me and James put out our project, Kids on the Hill stuff, where it's working. And it's always a great time when I'm working with the guys. But I know like on my individual stuff, I did have a pocket of time where I was kind of like, I, I know I was, my output was low. I was executing at a low level. And it could have just been some interpersonal stuff, you know, like whatever mm-hmm. stuff I had on me at the time, life stuff. But I know it just, I wouldn't say it wasn't fun, but it did. I probably the last couple of years for my own stuff, I felt the most discouraged musically. I feel, I mean, I feel good now. I feel real optimistic and back in my zone, but that may come with like, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. I'm not, obviously I'm not the biggest artist in the world, but I have been like creating music for a long time. So, you know, it all plays a factor. No, for sure. And what was the second question? You asked like a two part question. Yes, it was. It was the work fun part. Oh, and it was kind of that idea. It kind of goes hand in hand, but like the idea of like, money being like a huge motivator when it comes to like you know you you grow up and like you know oh this is something I really love and then when you get older you realize like well I could monetize this and it becomes more of like making money then so so. okay yeah to that 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 became a real thing I had to figure out my I had to get my mind right on that too because for a second I was like man I need to make some money off this I can't just be you know but then that thought process led me into like being less motivated, you know what I'm saying? Less, less hungry. Like I was when I was just creating to create. And it's not like I'll make the music. Like when I make music, I'm not thinking about money. Yeah. So it wasn't that it was like, if I had a song, I'm like, dang, how can I make money off this? Which it's an okay mindset to have, but you kind of have to, I can only speak for myself. I feel like for me, if I'm creating, I can't be thinking about, I think about the consumer toward the end of the song, but as I'm making the song, I need to make something that I love that I'm going to be proud of, that I can, you know, those are my best songs. I love all my best songs. Mm-hmm. I love all my songs, but my best songs I have the most enthusiasm about because I feel them the most. Mm-hmm. And, um, but to what you said, it's like, I don't think I could never make music with the mindset of I have to make money off of this and it's for the money. I think that's where the branding and stuff and the marketing comes into play. I feel mm-hmm. like if I'm branding something, marketing, that's the whole idea is to make money. Like, whether that be like my merch, you know what I'm saying? Like the whole point of like, like I design I design most all my merch, okay. but when I'm doing that stuff, when I'm doing that stuff though, that's when the money comes into play. When I'm thinking like, what is something that I would wear? What is something that somebody else would want to wear? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. You know, that's what I'm thinking about the consumer more yeah. so because you know, they're going to, so that's what I'm have that in mind. But I know the times that I did have money in mind when making music is just, I didn't feel as good about it. And when you don't feel good about music, cause it's all about the vibe, all about the feels when you're creating at least, it really for me it just really throws me off and makes me less motivated yeah yeah it's crazy how I've when I've interviewed people like the pandemic really shook up a lot of people whether you're an artist yeah you just you had so much planned and then all of that really just canceled pushed back whatever um yeah but I think it's you saw it Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I said, I think it's just a beautiful thing. I think it's beautiful to see kind of how everyone, even despite that, has still, like, come out of that 
in their own way and been like, okay, yeah. we've all had like this moment, like, and it was a collective moment. It wasn't just like a personal, it was everyone has gone through this, has experienced this. And then in yeah. some ways, shape or form, everyone has also like, you know, gone past it, move forward, is making steps to do their thing. And it's a beautiful thing to see. I've seen, yeah. I've been seeing a lot of people just like really take that time, take that break and then be like, okay, this is, this is it. Like, I'm ready to like get back out there to like, you know, be more motivated and not necessarily motivated by money, but more motivated because that's something, you know, that you love and it's something that's a part of you. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what you're saying. Like, so what you're saying, like, I know me, like, obviously I express my music, but when it, even with the cold COVID, when COVID happened and my artistry and stuff, there's a lot of like navigation I had to do with like, because you know, I have my boys, I'm a kid. There's a lot of stuff I had to navigate with that, with life, with, you know, the switching of their school curriculums and stuff like that. And how they were doing school, how I was navigating, operating my life and then trying to navigate the best way to execute my music. And then especially not feeling so motivated. And these are things that I would outwardly express, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't walking around like, oh, I'm not motivated to make music right now. But I know if somebody, like, say, like, for instance, like, my biggest fan, they could probably, if they're looking at my music output, they could probably look at me and be like, mm, something's off. He's not really dropping like that. He's not, you know what I'm saying? Then that's kind of what it was. Like, I just wasn't. Yeah. I don't want to sound cliche, but my heart wasn't in it per se. Oh, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but, but it didn't, it's not something that I was projecting because I was active enough to where I'm still in the studio. I'm still making beats here and there i'm still mixing people's project running sessions and stuff like that but i know from my own stuff you know it just wasn't there and then to the motivation coming out of it especially and just you know as my kids get older my kids they're the biggest motivation for pretty much most things but even for my music it's like there has to be for me as they get older it's not necessarily about fame and money it's more about following through with something and yeah. showing them that if you do something follow through you know and your passions don't have to always they may not i want to word it right like your passions don't have to necessarily lead your life but you don't have to leave them out of your life you know yeah. it doesn't have to be either or like, live in the world of like oh i can't pursue my passion so they just drop it to the side mm -hmm. it's like it doesn't have to become yes it, but it can be a balance of like doing what you love at a high level and also handling if you have a lot of responsibilities if you don't you know find that balance and yeah for lack of creating that legacy of like just you know show I, the main point of a lot of stuff I do is to be able to show my kids that there's more you know yeah. and that doesn't always have to be it, it you know and that doesn't always relate to money because a lot of people get lost in the sauce of like money means success or money money does equate to a level of success don't get me wrong I'll take a million dollars right now a couple <laughs> million but there is a level of like things that are hard to teach people are character traits, especially in today's society, character traits like integrity, you know, mm -hmm. having morality is subjective because everybody has a different belief system, but some form of morality and, you know, respect and honoring and stuff like that. Like those are the things that come into play with following through with something like, and believing in something, believing in yourself. And I think the best way to show those is to literally show them. Like it's one thing if I just talk about it all the time. So yeah. Yeah. And I'm talking a lot right now, but you know, as far as my kids go, it's no, like, but it's no, it's I, it's you. That's you know, that's what's beautiful about this. And that's what I love about this is you are free to talk about anything and everything as much as you want to. And 
I think it's great that your kids are part of your motivation and that you're showing them that and teaching them again. I really loved what you said about balance. I think that's something that I had to come to terms with, like growing in my brand as well is you can't like, there can be a balance. Like I can work a nine to five and still do this podcast or write or whatever. I don't yeah. have to push that nine to five to the side and just do this full time and struggle when I could go get a job, yeah. and just like, you know, filter money and feed money into my craft. So I think there's that's always the whole that narrative. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And what you said, that's the point. Like a lot of people, I don't want to keep saying a lot of people because I don't know, you know, I don't know the world. No. I'm just saying, I'll say what I see on social media. Mm-hmm. I think people are getting aware of it now and more self-aware, but there still is a whole generation that's infected or affected by this, right? The whole comparison idea where we see, and we, I'm sure we've we both heard this before, but, you know, to your audience that some people that may still be struggling with this, but, you know, we see people's highlight reels. We see some people living the life we may aspire. It's not like we want their life, but there's things they may have that we aspire for, right? Mm-hmm. So we see those things. We see that, oh, man, they made it work. They're doing it full time. They're doing, you know, and then this is all real cliche stuff, but it's like you don't see the struggle that he or she went through. You don't see you know, you don't know what it took to get there. And some people may have had an easy route. Some people might have the silver spoon hand me down, but -hmm. there are people who really their way. Mm -hmm. But with that said, it's not, it's not less upon you. You're not less because you're not there or you're not less because you can't put the same amount of time. It's like when people try to compare their hobbies or their skill sets to this famous person that just learned the skill set, probably because they have, you know, X amount of time to do it. It's like the actor that gets super buff, right. For a role. People right. like, oh, someone slows in. Well, he's getting paid to be in the gym. So, and he's he's about to. So his his ability to do so is literally granted by the access he has around him. Yeah. As where it's the you know the normal average person, you have to you know accept where your life's at and mm-hmm. choose to grow. You know what I mean? But it's gonna take that extra effort of like you said, if you're working a nine to five, like I work a nine to five and I still do my music, take care of my kids and stuff like that. But it's up to me to dedicate certain time to xyz or else it's not going to get done yeah so discipline for sure and it's doable it's all about balance like and not pressuring yourself to be like oh my god i didn't do xyz today yeah you know no. what i'm saying because that's that'll just unmotivate it well some people will motivate them to work a little harder some people will be like ah, i'm just not gonna be able to keep up and it's like well who are you trying to keep up with mm, yeah you know oh yeah you're definitely talking to me with that no <laughs> oh you <laughs> You definitely, you definitely say something because I, I felt every bit of that. Like there are moments where like, yeah, you just have to balance and sometimes you just don't get it done that day. And you're like, okay, like I have to be okay with that and be like, didn't get it done today, but if I'm, you know, and if I'm given tomorrow, I will, you know, do my best to get to that point tomorrow. And like, again, cause I am, I feel like I'm that type of person. Like if I beat myself up too much about, oh, I didn't get that. I didn't get to that. I will start to get unmotivated. I'll just be like, well, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should let it go. Maybe I just don't have the time. So no, definitely. Yeah, nah. that, don't do that. I know, I know. <laughs> no, trust, trust. I'm I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. But yeah, to, to that, I say perspective is everything, right? Because for me, I look at it. I mean, we probably get into this, I guess. But so I'm planning on bringing the Wax Wednesdays back, right? Start next week. And with that, 
But I look at like for me, I'm like, dang, what kind of motivated me to want to do it again mm-hmm. is the idea of when I was doing it, the numbers, whether it be the numbers or the responses I was getting, and you know, those are just SoundCloud drops at the time. But I, I look at it like, imagine if I would have kept that going like a year straight. No, yeah, that's you know true. what I'm saying consistency so much growth and there's no telling what opportunities would have come for that because life's really just about opportunities you know what i mean they'll come they'll go you're either ready you're either attack them or you miss them yeah. but you know so just you know sometimes it's like looking at it i guess i'm trying to go back to what you just said about you know feeling like oh, i didn't do enough it's like setting your own program at your own because you're really only moving at your pace yeah that's true you know like i don't know if you used to race as a kid like with your friends and stuff. I hated running, so that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, well, I'm thinking about okay, like me and my friends used to race, right? And like, obviously, everybody, you can get faster. You can, mm-hmm. I don't know, you can work out, do things faster, right? But the reality is, no matter what your regimen is or whatever the case is, you're only gonna grow at the pace that is meant for you. Mm-hmm. For instance, like this, this is real. I guess not getting too genetic, but like, say I'm in the gym. Say me and two, me and this other guy, we're in the gym, same mm-hmm. amount of time every week, right? Doing the same workouts and stuff like that. We're both gonna grow. We're both gonna get our gains, right? Mm-hmm. But the pace of those gains and the results may vary, you know. Yeah. That's true. So it's like just accepting accepting that there is competition in the world and we're all competing to some degree, but you're really you, the yeah. com- competition really starts with you. Because yeah. you have to get up. You, you got to get up in the morning. You got to make yourself do X, Y, Z. You have to tell you, you have to motivate yourself. And that's where it starts. And then after you get, and after you have some output, some execution, then you can really compete with the world. But it really does start with you. Yeah. That's, that's my little rant. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. No, we all, I know I need to hear. It. I know there's somebody else out there, maybe many people who definitely need to hear that when it comes to their own dreams. Okay. I got a couple more questions. So one, okay. if there was like, give us one to three songs that are like put out that we have access to that you would tell a listener who's never heard of you before to listen to, whether it be your favorite songs that you personally like, or it's just like, no, like you never heard of me and you haven't heard this song. Like, this is like a classic Wax the Producer, like jam that you got to listen to. Uh, let's see. Well, as I look at my laptop right now. I would say, dang, you said three? One, two, it could be one, two, or three. It doesn't matter. It does. It could be just one. It could be two. I would say listen to, that's tough. That's a hard question. Because it's, it's like, it really depends on like, okay, if I'm trying to convey my ability to write songs, I would say go listen to No More, no more Pressure. Okay, No More Pressure. Um, I would say listen to that's rough. That's a hard one. I would say listen to basically you say listen to it all, guys. Just listen to it all. No, I won't say listen to it all, but there's def- definitely no more pressure. Listen to that one. Mm-hmm. I would say to listen to to hear. I'm, I'm trying to give disclaimers to why. I won't even say why. I'll say listen, no more pressure, mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah, I'm glad that you put that one in there. <laughs> and then, oh man, that's so difficult. And summer falls. Okay, 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 okay. 
Yes. All right. So y'all heard it here first. If even if you have been listening to Wax, but if you haven't and you're like, hmm, let me listen. I'm intrigued. Listen to those three songs and listen to the rest of his music. Yeah. So run up the, the run up the catalog. It's kind of it's getting to the point to where it's in errors now. Like because the four playlist volume one, that's that's the sound in its own. Like not much stuff right now sounds like that for me. But yeah. still many, but you know, it kind of is evolving in its own little way. For sure. No, so y'all, you know, this podcast is all about support. Every time I bring a guest on, we're supporting them. So make sure you support Wax. I'll put all his social media at the end of the podcast or like in the description. But also the last question I got to ask is this podcast is called The Drink. So we're drinking in wisdom. You've just given us some, we're going to drink it in. It's also because I love the ocean. It's another name for the ocean or a big body of water. Anyways, but we also talk mm. about drinks, period. So what is your favorite drink? My favorite drink? Like, out of any kind of drink ever? Yeah, it could be anything. Like, I think the last person I interviewed, he he did, like, you know, water, a soda, and then he did an uh, adult beverage. So whatever. It could be just one. It could be a few. Favorite drink? Favorite drinks? Uh, I try to drink a lot of water, but I want to say that's my favorite drink. Um, my favorite. You know, I have to give it to. Uh, it's really sweet. Don't drink it all the time, <laughs> but grape juice. Grape juice. That's the first time I heard somebody say that one. Grape okay. juice is bomb. It's just, it's just super sugary. It's not something you want to drink all the time because yeah. so much it's so high. Yeah, and that's that's a really old thing to say. It's so high in sugar. <laughs> my my glucose. <laughs> But when you're eight, no, it's just yeah. Right. Grape juice. Okay, I have not had grape juice in so long, so long. Yeah, I haven't had it in a long time. Thinking about something I like, or dang, hold on, let me see. Apple cider. I like cider a lot. Oh, okay. Apple cider is another good one yeah. too. It, you know, there ain't nothing in there when you buy it, but I do like apple cider. Okay, that's what's up. Now, uh, when you said <laughs> apple cider at first, I was like, not apple cider vinegar, not the vinegar part, just apple cider, like this. Um, <laughs> oh i li- i lied you know what my favorite drink is mm-hmm. and it's so funny i drink it all the time almost daily uh green tea oh okay. i love some green tea okay now yeah yes. and think of it for some i love yeah i love tea green tea is yes top tier like if i have downtime i'm gonna make me some tea Man. like i buy like the the 20 i don't know if it's 20 pack but 15 to 20 pack something like that of tea like i'll buy like a little a little box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so, load up. Double T it. <laughs> you do you prefer, <laughs> like the bags or do you like? Have you ever had loose leaf tea? Like where you have to put it in the. I, I haven't tried that. I've seen it, but I haven't tried it. I don't really. I mean, you? What's the? Are you a? I feel like it's a whole new. It's like a different experience. I feel like it's a little more saturated in flavor. You know, like gives it. I don't know. It's a little more potent in in the flavor so it's still probably good. get more of that that herbal effect yeah like definitely super yeah. earthy but like also you're like this not that the stuff in the bag doesn't taste real but it's like yeah it just is another level so you should try it i know what you i know what you mean yeah 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 i know what you mean. for sure all right well guys this was amazing i'm so happy that i got to introduce some of you if you are new to wax the producer please 
follow him, put all the socials in the details, listen to his music, follow his journey. He said he's going to start doing Wax Wednesdays, so make sure you follow him. You going to do it on Instagram? Yeah, well, it'll be, there'll be um, basically SoundCloud drops and the ones I like enough or the people like enough, I'll put everywhere. Okay. But uh, like the first drops this coming Wednesday, the joint called Evergreen. Okay. So look up, look look for that. Okay. So we yeah. got singles yeah. dropping okay. and all sorts of stuff. See, look at this. This is great. <laughs> it was the first time I've face-to-face, well, virtually met Wax. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we chopping. I'm, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Appreciate the, uh, you know, the opportunity. Appreciate you bringing me on your platform, having me. Of course, of course. And whenever you have a pro, like a major project drop or a going, having a, an event, a tour, whatever, you are free to well, you know, just come back. You're welcome to come back here, please. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I will. And you keep going. You keep going. I want to see this, you know, blossom bigger. Thank you. So I, just keep it up. Just keep it up. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, Wax. No problem. I'm going to send some people your way, matter of fact. Woo! Good. <laughs> I'm excited. All right, all right, yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I got you. Bet. There'll be some art or something like that. But yeah. Sweet. Well, this has been another episode of The Drink. And I'm your host, Mishy, with my special guest, Wax. And I'll see you guys next week with a new episode. <laughs>